Hello, this is It's All Downhill, and I'm Christy Brandon. Today, I'm talking to Alexis Bradby. She's a stand-up comedian in L.A. She's making sketches online. Sometimes she goes live on Instagram and talks to people. She's doing all kinds of things during the quarantine. You can follow her at Alexis Bradby on Instagram and also on all the other social media platforms. Enjoy the interview. What did you... I, I know that you... Um, do stand up and that's kind of how I know you but is that like your end game or did you go to school for like tv or other stuff like that and like I mean would you be just as happy doing something else no (laughs) (laughs) the stand-up is definitely the end game and I think it's funny because I'm meeting more and more stand-ups who like don't do stand-up as the end game and I'm like if this wasn't my end game I wouldn't do it (laughs) like I I mean, I love it, but I hate it. Like, so mm, I know. I, yeah, I, I actually like, I feel like the last couple interviews I've done are people that feel like the opposite of that, where it's just like, I would love to do that as a hobby when I'm successful doing something else. Right. Cause it's easy if you're successful at something else already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. But, um, no, I want to do stand up, but, um, I mean, I, I'd be happy. I'm kind of just cause quarantine, like I've been getting into writing and stuff just cause you kind of have to like, so how do you feel about like, have you been doing live things? Have you been doing zoom open mics? Like, how are you coping with uh, now that it's just, you're just a stand up is what you want and we're basically not allowed to do it. Please crushed. Um, <laughs> no, I, at first, maybe like I didn't do it for like two weeks. So I took like a two to three week break and I was like, man, Zoom, that's weird. I ain't gonna do that. And then I tried it. I'm not gonna knock until I try it. So I tried it and I was like, mm, awkward, terrible, but I was like, it could be worse. So I, I did start doing the Zoom things pretty early on. And then um, there's been outdoor stuff popping up. When at first I was like, I'm not gonna do the outdoor, it's risking, blah, 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 blah. But I was like, I miss it so much. <laughs> and so I've kind of been doing outdoor stuff. Um, yeah. I'm a little more like some of the outdoor stuff can get really sketchy and like not safe. So I try to at least do like the safer ones, like um, big amphitheater style, like where people are actually spaced out. Um, I mean, I've done some seedy backyard stuff too, so I'm not gonna lie. But uh, I try to stay away from that because I know it. I'm like, this is dangerous. Where you go get it if you keep going to these backyards? No, I I know exactly what you mean. It's like I there's I'm I'm gonna go to a beach one like after this basically, and uh, that one's cool because you can like have your own beach blanket, and then everyone else feels uncomfortable getting too close to you. <sighs> but yeah, so it's been helping. But before, like when I wasn't doing the in-person it was getting pretty dang miserable but I feel like that's my like outlet to like get all my thoughts out of my head so I need yeah. it. I know what you mean I uh lately I've been wondering if I'm not doing enough um I would say like I I would love to be a stand-up as my end game but I also like would be fine if I was like a writer or something like that so I've been focusing on that stuff but oh it gives me hella FOMO to see anyone do any stand-up <laughs> somebody will post a picture from them like and they'll be like this is me in 2017 doing stand-up and I'll be like oh, I'm missing out <laughs> I missed out back then no, I feel that. that's why I started going to the in-person ones because I was seeing people I was like oh, I can't live like this and I was like started going but it's yeah. probably not safe um, don't <laughs> Anytime someone asks me about it, they're like, yeah, where's the outdoor stuff? I'm like, forewarning, not safe, but here you go. Like, just yeah. so you know, if you get sick and die, I warned you beforehand. I told you it was dumb. It's <laughs> just, all, all of us are so dumb. Like, we're all, it's mm-hmm. fine. It's, I mean, I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, okay, so let's see. I, 
feel like you you are not from LA. We've talked about this. So I I kind of want to know like how you got to this point. And I know that you've told me before you started doing stand-up after you moved to LA, right? Mm-hmm. So like just explain to me that process. Like when did you move and like what made you move? Did you know you want to do stand-up before you moved? Well, <laughs> like I technically I tried stand-up once in high school at like this random talent show. But I don't know if that really counts because I, I didn't even know what I was doing. And it was like more so just me sitting on stage and like being silly. But I guess that is kind of stand up, but I wasn't treating it seriously. Um, but I moved back here for college. I went to USC, fight on. And uh, <laughs> I didn't come for the intention of stand up. I came because I was going to be, quote unquote, this is what I used to tell people in high school I'm going to be the next John Hughes. That was my thing. I was like, <laughs> that was my Hughes. goal. <laughs> random for someone in like 2020 or like 2010 to be like I'm gonna be John Hughes like why are you referencing this 80s like it's so weird <laughs> like okay I mean listen there's a huge market for you on Netflix now as the next John Hughes it is I should go back to that but I came out here and I was uh taking all my classes and stuff and uh I don't know I I had like in the since the time I tried in high school like I kind of got that high because that was like a big 300 person auditorium like I should not have been on the stage but they were laughing and so I kind of wanted to recreate that feeling for myself and I was in LA like watching a bunch of comedy because I've always been like a fan of comedy Mm -hmm. and I just was talking to my friends and they were like no go for it you're young you're in LA I was like you're right I'm gonna do it I'm gonna go for it and then I kind of just started messing around taking some classes doing open mics and stuff and yeah yeah there you are yeah, it got more serious after graduation though. In college, I I wasn't like trying to be a stand-up in college. Like I was doing it, but I was like, I'm gonna do this, but also be super successful in another career. And then after college, I was like, screw the other career. I just want to do stand-up and I'll get a job to make me money. Yeah, there you go. That's a that's a way to do it. Did what happened to make you <laughs> basically what you are now, I guess, is what I'm <laughs> this is the podcast where I just ask my friends what kind of trauma they went through to make them seek so much attention like I do (laughs) I think it wasn't right after college it was specifically and this is gonna sound so stupid but I went to um dinner with a bunch of professors who I went to school with because I'm a nerd and I hang out with professors (laughs) still but I went to dinner with a bunch of them in my um classmates and we were talking and this is like maybe six seven months after graduation so it's like I wanted to do comedy but I was like that's not realistic like I need to get money and like and I was talking with my professor and I was like yeah you know I want to do stand up and he's like well do you and like he just started being like why are you holding back like you should do it if you want to do it do it and like commit like don't say it's your side thing like that's your career he's like if it's gonna be your career making your career so scared of him and I was like, I don't want to do that but I was like he's right and so I probably like that so that was probably like January February 2019 and that's when I was like you know what I'm gonna go hard with the stand-up because before then like on media online it didn't look like I was a stand-up like I was never posting like I like I was I wouldn't even tell people like nobody knew I did stand-up comedy until then mm-hmm. and so I feel like that's when I was like okay this moment after that dinner, I was like, he's right. I'm going to go forth and do it. <laughs> and yeah, it, I felt really bad at that dinner. I felt bad, but like, <laughs> he was right. And so I was like, this is where I'm going to just like make this my lifestyle now. Let's go forth. My life changed wow. forever. That's actually, I do want to talk about that because 
I I moved here like February 2019 and I think I met you shortly after that like at an open mic and like I do remember like feeling like you were kind of a new new at comedy but then like maybe near the end of the year and you were just like going off like you were doing everything you were hosting shit you were doing all this stuff and I remember you being like I was always doing that but now I'm posting it on social media yeah (laughs) which is so stupid (laughs) and I had a like a totally different perception of you just based on meeting you and then seeing your social media after that so I just like what like was it after that conversation that you were like I guess I gotta post it and then like what do you, what are your plans when you post things? Like, what's your thought process? Like, how do you do that? Because I'm bad at that. <laughs> One, that's so funny that I met you like around that conversation. Cause I probably was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I was probably still very scared. And even just talking to other, like, honestly, when I met you, like after that conversation, like that's when I started talking to comics. Like before that, I wouldn't talk to anybody open mics. I would do my little set and be like, I'm gonna leave, like, bye. Like, all like you guys goodbye, no one wants to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> like I was so antisocial. But um, yeah, after that and like just committing to it and like posting and like doing that, it's so weird how people's perception changes, which I kind of hate. And that even like, that's why even sometimes now on my social media, I'll just post random stuff to show people like I am not as successful as you people might think like (laughs) like it's all a facade it's fake (laughs) um no it's really hard and even now like like slowly getting a growing and stuff on different platforms it's like every time I post something I'm like very self-conscious I'm trying to get over it um it's hard I think people just have to do it and you have to realize it's probably going to be a lot of sucky content you have to realize people are going to like not pay attention at all but eventually with consistency you'll have a little success maybe or maybe a a major success I don't know maybe you won't it's comforting to me to know that if I put something out online probably no one's gonna see it because that's kind of where I'm at where I'm like maybe no one should see this right now (laughs) and that's good but what sucks about that is like you get so comfortable. And that's how I felt like with TikTok specifically, I had like 10 people on there. So I was going wild. I was like, no one's looking at this. I'm posting all this crazy personal stuff. And then like maybe one or two videos like blew up. And then I was like, oh, now I feel ashamed that people will see this. Like now I have friends and like coworkers seeing what I, I'm like, I don't like this anymore. Like it was so oh, fun. Yeah. I feel like that's even like become a TikTok meme is that, um, what is it, the audio background where it's like, whoops, I posted something really personal online. Now I'm suffering consequences. Yeah, it's <laughs> awkward. It's so like real. a weird thing online where like, I feel like I don't, I don't make stuff for my friends who know me in real life or my family to see. I make stuff for strangers to see. And so sometimes I'm uncomfortable knowing that I'm like, oh, people who know me are going to see this and I don't want them to. Like, I hate that. I wish nobody, I wish I could block everyone I actually know. <laughs> <laughs> I you could on some platforms but it takes time (laughs) uh yeah no I feel that in such a big way like I recently I've been realizing like part of what I loved about stand-up is that you can say anything you want and it's just to a room full of strangers or your stand-up friends who already know how dumb you are <laughs> and like none of that is something I want like my aunts or uncles or my mom to hear 
I I get nervous about this podcast. Sometimes I'll sometimes I'll say something that's like a, feels a little too personal just in conversation. I'll cut my part out. Obviously, I leave the the personal stuff for my guests, <laughs> which is a very double standard. But it is. Um, you know what? Their moms may or may not listen to my podcast, but my mom absolutely is internet stalking me and listening to this. So I feel that I definitely went on someone's like live YouTube show and like said I'm not a virgin. And I'm like, oh my god, my mom can't see this. Like I was like, oh god, what have I done? Like, uh, can you cut this out, please? And, like they didn't cut that. He's like, it's live. So <laughs> it was live. It's so that's funny. that's the main thing I think I'm struggling with with uh, all of this like adapting to like making Corona content is just like now it's available for anyone to see mm-hmm. and everyone has the time to see it so it's like oh hello mm-hmm. yeah I although I will say like I think that's the end game when you're like if you want to have like a stand-up special or something it's like I don't know if you feel this way but I kind of feel like if you're not like successful or if you're putting out shit content because you don't know how to make any better but you have to put something out so that you get better like then you don't want anybody to see your personal secrets even though that's what your content is about but if you're like if you have a netflix deal if you get that netflix money like whatever like i don't care what anybody knows about my life at that (laughs) point it's worth it yeah and it's weird and i think that's why i kind of got over it because i was like I noticed, I was like, well, if I just focus hard on stand-up and never post and just blow up, then I won't have to worry about it. But then I realized all these big comedians, like, you have to be marketing yourself is just part of the beast, unfortunately. Like, Mm -hmm. if Kevin Hart or somebody does a special, they're still posting it all over and having all their friends post it. Like, it's just part of it. So I was like, I might as well get used to doing it now, even though I hate it. It's part of the territory. Yeah. I think that's, like, what do you you think makes us want (laughs) to... say such personal stuff to strangers (laughs) and on stage in general I don't know I like I think it's important the strangers part but also um I meant to say this when you said something oh I took this stand-up class with David Arnold and he has like these commandments and one of his is like don't be I can't remember the exact wording but basically like don't be afraid of the consequences so he's like yeah you might not want to say this because your mom or aunt or something but he's like just stick with it he's like you can't be apologetic if you're a comic and so I try to take that to account even though I'm very apologetic as a person I'm like Mm -hmm. for comedy Alexis just stop all that just Say what you gotta say and don't worry about the consequences. Maybe a little. Um, but I don't know this personal stuff. I feel like because that's the humor, because you don't want to be like hack or anything. So you're like, let me just tell you as detailed as possible about my specific life, even though it might embarrass me kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why we do that. It's so weird that we do it though. <laughs> I know. It's so like, and I think uh basically all my friends are like this in comedy where <laughs> all of us do, we do stupid stuff and then we tell people about it. Like, like we shouldn't be ashamed of it. And, uh, <laughs> I think that's where the humor comes out. But Yeah. That's probably why we started saying it. Cause I feel like for me, that's probably why. Cause everyone is always been like, Oh, you're so funny. And I feel like they only say that because I tell them about the crazy real things that happened in my life. So I think it was natural when I got into stand-up to be like, well, my friends laugh when I tell them about my crazy stuff, so maybe I'll just do that on stage. So I feel like it just came naturally. Yeah, it's, you're already doing it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I will never run out of material because each time I'm like, even in coronavirus, I was like, oh, nothing exciting. Like my, I was like, my stand-up, I'm gonna have nothing to talk about because I always talk about weird experiences and like the material just keeps on flowing. Like, I don't know why weird stuff is just attracted to my life, but 
it happens. <laughs> That's so funny. Like some people, I, I'm, this doesn't happen to me, but some people like just terrible, weird things always happen to them. Uh, so I guess are like, are you oh, one yeah. of those? Yep. There, I think there are just some people like my sisters like this. I have a couple friends like this too. Like just, I don't know how they get into the, the trouble that they get into. But, like, if you're going to go on vacation, you're not going to have a normal vacation. Like, someone yeah. weird is going to talk to you. You're going to break something. <laughs> yeah, I feel like for me, it's probably, like, because people, like, people think I, I mean, I am a nice person, but I think people think I'm nicer than I am. So, like, they just, I don't know, like, I just feel like people are drawn to me, and they're like, oh, and then they just, this weird stuff always happens. I'm like, why me? <laughs> you do have one of those I this happens to me too where people just tell me things yeah. <laughs> why I don't know I <laughs> are you are you good at handling those interactions because I don't know how to handle them I'm never good at those and I never want to be in them and I'm like oh I don't know what to say like it's just so uncomfortable when someone reveals something dark like that it's like oh you're like cool I I also kind of wonder, like, there's that, like, I, I see people, just strangers, revealing dark secrets to me, because I have a sweet face. Yeah, you do. And, <laughs> and also, I do think, like, I kind of encourage it a little bit. Like, I kind of am like, oh, well, then what happened? Like, <laughs> I love drama. Um, but... <laughs> But I feel like sometimes comedians do that, but they do that on stage. So I don't know. Like, do you ever worry um, if you're going through a tough time or if whatever, like you're going to get like too personal and end up saying something that's like, this wasn't a joke. This is just a very sad part of my life and I can't afford therapy. Here you go. Oh, no, for sure. Like, I've done that several times. Um, <laughs> said stuff where I, I was like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, too far. Well, okay, here we are. I said it. Sorry, everyone. Because um, you just start talking and you're like, but that's also how I work through my stuff. So I feel like that's why it happens to me. Like, I won't go up there planning to admit stuff, but I'll be like, just trying to think of like, okay, how do I feel about this? Where's the funny part? Where's the joke? And I'm like, just talking and then I'm like, ah said too much <laughs> <laughs> oh god said have, have you ever uh gone through like just like a major thing that may be like sad or act crazy or whatever and then like have you gone through it on stage and then come out like I've seen people and actually like I when I was in the middle of it I did not realize that I was doing it as bad as I was but I was one of these people too where like I've seen somebody who like when I met them they were just okay. I thought they weren't as good as they should have been for how long they'd been doing it. And then they went through a divorce and they kind of like went through it on stage. So wow. I went, so I just watched someone like go from being mediocre to crumbling and working through their shit to turning that into like a really great joke. Ooh. <laughs> and also like, I probably have been that person and just <laughs> not aware for it. So I want to know like, if you feel like looking back, like, have you had that experience? And like, what was the joke that came from it? <laughs> it goes back to like things that like, should I say this for the internet? Um, I'll say it. So, and actually, I haven't actually done this joke on stage a lot because it's kind of off-brand. I mean, off-brand is such a weird thing to do. But like on stage, I usually do clean stuff. Even though online, I've been kind of getting ratchet and crazy. But like on stage, <laughs> like to keep my persona close to my heart. 
Mm -hmm. Um, but there was a time like right after I had sex the first time, which was not that long ago for the viewers (laughs) watching or listening. Uh, (laughs) You're like, mom, it was not that long ago. (laughs) Very recently. Um, but, uh, anyway, listen, I've said too much. Anyhow. Okay. So (laughs) I went to an open mic after, not like right after, like it wasn't like, oh, but like, you know, like the day or two after that. And, um, I was just trying to explain how I was feeling and like I was just like I like I was feeling weird about myself and I was just kind of like talking about all the things I felt and they were like and it was only like four comics in there like it was nobody it was like super late at night but they were just like cracking up and I was like this is not funny this is my pain and I was just trying to work through it and I mean, it probably could be jokes. That's like a really, and they just let me go. They let me go for like 12 minutes because I was just like rambling about all my thoughts about (laughs) sex and how terrible it was and I don't get the hype and like all these things. (laughs) Imagine being the the person you lost your virginity to and immediately (laughs) afterwards, the review is, I don't know. I don't get the hype. (laughs) It was bad. Like... (laughs) (laughs) no no offense to that person it's always gonna be bad the first time I think but like (laughs) that was the general consensus when I was like and it was all women which I think is why they were laughing so hard Mm -hmm. because they related to like the first time like everyone was like I was putting them back in that place of like oh yeah I do remember feeling like that kind of thing Mm -hmm. um but yeah they assured me it's probably like that's just the first time but I will say since then still don't get the hype for everyone else (laughs) don't understand still don't understand (laughs) I get it I feel like uh there's an entire genre online of just women telling jokes about how much it sucks to date men because because the sex is so bad (laughs) and I try to stay away from like dating and like relationship stuff but because I know like some bookers like hate that they're like eh, women shouldn't talk about this and um that's that sucks that's stupid (laughs) Yeah, well, I guess not dating, more specifically, like, dating apps, or, like, the struggle of dating. I think if you're going to go into context of, like, this part of dating makes me uncomfortable, blah, 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 they don't care, but Mm -hmm. just because dating apps and, like, it's hard to date in LA, like, those are just kind of hack. Yeah, a lot of people have those, yeah. I can also, like, to be honest, I can see some, like, you know, uh, older chubby white dude being like just butthurt for some reason that like an attractive woman is like dating is hard it's actually (laughs) hard for everyone human connection is difficult and him being like not for you I see you as an object (laughs) right they are like that (laughs) but um I don't remember what we were talking about. Mm, yeah, no, but I haven't talked about it on stage but I think if I did like work it out like if I wanted to go into it I think it would be funny I think it'd be a great joke, especially because it is like off brand. So if I do all my normal jokes and then I end with like sex stuff, it'd be like, didn't expect that. And be in there. <laughs> <I'm> like, Wait, <laughs> she just told cute jokes about her motorcycle. I. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, gosh, like, what are you up to now? I guess we'll, we'll segue into that. Like, what do you? I, I have stopped asking people how they are, and now I'm just like, what are you factually doing? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, I also don't like ask how you're feeling. Like, I think my go-to is like, oh, what'd you eat for breakfast? Like, just something that's very, <laughs> give me a clear answer. Something that we can answer without actually being a therapist. Yeah, you, got, you gotta be careful with these faces. <laughs> you do, because oh, people are ooh, going through it. <laughs> people will um, tell you the truth. Yeah, right? 
I am, what am I going through? Uh, so yeah, I said I've been getting into writing, trying to write, like I'm not a writer. I don't identify, I don't identify as like writer, actor. I know everybody's like a multi-hyphenate in LA. Mm. I'm just like stand-up comedian, period. Mm. Um, but now I've been trying to dibble into the acting and writing sphere. Uh, I applied for the late night shows. I applied for Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. And, um, oh, nice. What's the other one called? Late Night with Stephen Colbert. Oh, yeah, yeah. How do you feel yeah. about that? Because I... Um, Rejected from both. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same. I, I did the Late Night with Stephen Colbert one, and I was just like, I just want to, like, accomplish something. And it's a good exercise. And, like, I write jokes. Uh, and immediately, immediately, I was like, I haven't watched news since 2016 because it bums me out. And I don't have anything funny to say that's, like... TV appropriate. I'm just sad about news. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. I don't watch the, well, now I feel, I'm putting it on the internet. Anyway, I don't watch either of those shows like that or any of the, like, I'm not even into that style of comedy. So mm-hmm. for me, it was really like a crash. And I think both of the, the scripts, like, they give you like a week to do it. So it was like a matter of like watching the show, trying to understand what they think is funny, and then also writing the script at the same time. So it was stressful, but I think it was good um, exercise to like try to do that, like mm-hmm. to write jokes for other people and other people's tone. Um, I think I did a good job. I mean, I was rejected. One of them, it took me longer to reject. I feel like it took me like a month to get rejected. So that felt good. <laughs> that felt good, you know, <laughs> for a little bit, wondering what if. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I'm just the stand-up, like, supremacist, like, I just feel like it's the ultimate form of comedy, I feel like all the other forms are lame, but, uh, you know, you gotta do what you can, so, trying to write the scripts, the pilot stuff, all that jazz, and the sketches, Mm -hmm. and the little videos, trying to just, like, build the following, so eventually, hopefully, knock on wood, when this is all over, I can, like, travel, and do comedy, and, like, all that fun stuff, you know? Yeah, I would, I, I love the concept of, like, actually trying to, like, get better on the internet and have, like, sketches and stuff up, and then, like, being able to do a live show and be like, haha, I fooled you, I'm actually good at stand-up, I've been practicing, <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for this. Yeah, although it's kind of scary, because I've been, like, in, in the vein of, like, trying to build a social media stuff, I've been, like, burning all my stand-up, but I think it's good, because it's forcing me to write new stuff, um, mm-hmm because uh oh it's been upgraded um it's forcing me to write new stuff because i'm like posting what i think is like my best jokes i'm like i guess i won't say this on stage anymore or like i will but like i have to say better things than the stuff i'm currently sharing so that people aren't like we heard that one before that's funny like the pressure to i feel that pressure to like always create like new content even just going to open mics i'm like well it's the same three people that i talk to every week so i better do new stuff um and i think that's like good i think that's a good impulse but i also think that people don't care that much like i think you you could have like (laughs) probably videos and people would be like yay do the joke that i'm used to That's so true. And I feel like that's something, it's kind of like an ego thing, because I feel like I have to get over that too, of like, especially Zoom, Zoom comedy's worse. Like, Zoom comedy is legit the same 30 comics. Like, at every single Zoom open mic, I see the same 30 people. It, like, rotates. Um, so that's annoying, because I really do feel pressured on Zoom, because it's like, you're already not paying attention because you're at home on your phone. Mm-hmm. And now I'm supposed to work my same jokes that you heard Tuesday night. Like, 
it's so such a pressure but i just have to get over it you know because that's just how comedy works like if you watch the greats it's like they were doing their same jokes for like five ten years like across the country so yeah I just have to get over that part but i definitely do feel that way especially if it's the people who might think know this joke already i don't want to mm-hmm. do it <laughs> even though i definitely like i i tell myself like oh i can't reuse stuff or like people will be bored if i reuse these jokes and then i watch things like the you know i watch i watch like john mulaney over and over and over again right. and it's never not funny it's you just have to i think it's secretly i'm like well i'm not good enough for it to have staying power so maybe i just turn out new stuff constantly and then people won't you notice are good enough <laughs> you are <laughs> you're worth it it's just um, a motivational podcast now well <laughs> <laughs> this is a deep motivational podcast where <laughs> i don't know i this doesn't have too much of a, of a hard structure it's mostly practice but mm, i think that's good, good. um it can sound professional so you've got me fooled it feels real <laughs> cool. it's the overhead ear things that's what it is <laughs> It's the, it's the plants in the background and the over, even though like half of those are dying. Whoops. <laughs> and that microphone, the microphone coming into frame. I'm like, I'm impressed. I'm like, wow. oh, <laughs> thanks. Uh, <laughs> I'm a professional. I don't know. Like I, I wonder, um, so you've been doing a lot of content online. That's something that I've been thinking about. Like, are you going to take that to a level where you're going to have like, you know, I know some people try and turn it into like a living where you have like podcasts and videos and basically just a Patreon and like all these different places and like monetize it. Like, do you see yourself ever doing that with all the like content that you're making? Cause I feel like you make like content pretty often of some kind. Yeah. Um, I've been in doing the content. I've been meeting other comedians to do that. Like as a living, like they're getting their money. Um, and I think, I don't know because I don't enjoy it enough to do that like stand-up is what I want to do like as soon as like stand-up is acceptable to do every single day of the week again like that's what I'm gonna be doing so (laughs) um I do see the benefits of online stuff just for the growing because now the one thing I do like about the online stuff is now it's not my friends because for stand-up it's like I feel like I'm always getting my friends to come see my show like I'm bugging these same 10 people I'm like please for the love of God come to the show mm-hmm. versus online it's like I'm getting people from across the states who are like they don't know me like they're not my friend they just enjoy my stuff so it's kind of better in that regards because it's like okay this person just likes my comedy and I don't have to beg them to like it they just enjoy it naturally. yeah that's nice so I like that part of it and I probably would like to continue that because eventually I mean my goal is to like go on tour and stuff so mm-hmm. it is good to build a following um but as far as getting paid I don't know I mean if I did something I think what I need to do is like find a formula like everyone I know who's like blown up on social it's like they have a clear like this is what I do whether that's like sketches in this format or mm-hmm. that's like talking about videos, like Tony Baker doing the animal videos. Like they find something where it's like people really love this and you can bust it out easily and it's not a lot of effort versus mm-hmm. I'm all over the place right now. I don't know what the heck to do and it's weird. I, I've been going through that too, like trying to find like what what thing am I good at enough that I can just continually do this. And the answer so far is nothing uh not a thing (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, I guess, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So the last thing I usually ask people is just like, is there anything that you wanted to talk about that I, I missed or that we skipped over? Or is there anything that you want to plug? <gasps> oh, I'm so bad at this. <laughs> um, oh, I guess I can plug... Um, yeah, I am in the realm of talking about social media. I am trying to grow. So if anyone wants to follow me at everything is at Alexis Bradby. Nice. Whatever platform exists, if you type that in, it will be me. I have a total dictatorship over my name. So that's, that's so good. That's so lucky too. I know some people are like, you know, just some weird thing that they picked in middle school and they're like, I stuck <laughs> with that because they didn't have my name. Yeah, I know that's the blessing of starting everything so late. Like I didn't start most things until college. So at that point I had taken classes. They were like, oh, be professional, use your first and last name. So like, I was like, let me just grab all the platforms real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, except for Twitter. I messed up. I had a Twitter and I delete, I did have a middle school Twitter with <laughs> <No>. my name <laughs> and I deleted Twitter, but I, I got it back, but it's just Alexis underscore Bradby. But if you type in Alexis Bradby, like I'm pop up. Mm. But, uh, I technically own the other one too, but I locked it out. So now I can't access it anymore. So that's it. Um, and I deleted all the content because we don't want to see middle tweets. Those are angry. <laughs> yeah. I remember like uh, scroll when everybody was getting like canceled for tweets, I scrolled way back and I was like, all right, I don't want anyone to see these, but I'm not going to get canceled for vague booking about how like my middle school boyfriend doesn't pay attention to me or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just need no one to see that ever. That's right. <laughs> Definitely. That's when I went through it too. <laughs> You're like, oh. That's funny. Um, okay, like, cool. Like, we'll we'll plug that shit and uh hopefully you can do stand-up in real life soon. Yeah, I know. And I was thinking about what to plug. I was like, I mean, I have to sing, but I don't think I should say it in case the cops listen to this. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Content. I, that's the only thing I wish I had like regular shows and stuff to promote, but um, no. not these days. No, thanks. That's fine. oh, I guess I can. No, I don't want to play. I feel like if I say it, I haven't done it yet, but maybe if I say it on your podcast, that'll force me to do it. But I'm trying to work on starting this. Like, I'm a big comedy nerd, mm-hmm. so I want to do like this comedy analysis thing on my YouTube channel where like I play clips and then I like basically just say why it's funny. Oh, I like that. And it's like, that is something, that is the thing I think if I stop being lazy, that can be my thing that like I make mm-hmm. often because I'm a, a comedy, obsessed with comedy. So I already watch all this stand up. So it's like easy. I just have to record and like edit it, but I'm so lazy. But um, <laughs> look to that future <laughs> followers. We'll look um, for that. <laughs> <laughs> Some say soon it'll happen. Yes. No release date, um, but it's coming. <laughs> Okay, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe on whatever podcasting service you use so you don't miss the next episode. I update every Wednesday. Follow me on social media at Downhill Pod, or if you want to email me, maybe you have comments. Maybe you want to be on the podcast. Send an email to alldownhillpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to follow Alexis on Instagram and all the other social media platforms at Alexis Bradby to stay updated on her comedy, on the videos she's making, anything else she's working on. Bye!